Welcome everyone! Happy Valentine's! This is Screams After Midnight. I am Pierre. That is Tim. And I suppose... He's my Valentine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jill Valentine, maybe. Ah, the only Valentine that matters, Timmy. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so, yes, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together every week. We've watched a movie. We talk about it. And for some reason, like... Back in like 2016, 2017, we were very good about having the holiday theme of the movies hitting mm-hmm. around the holidays. We had an April Fool's movie, we had a Valentine's movie. Uh, we always do well at Christmas and Halloween, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, we kind of let it slide the last few years. We kept essentially forgetting to do Valentine's movies <laughs> and stuff like that. And we finally, because you're going on paternity leave and we're recording this way in advance and we had to pick things in advance, so, oh, hey, we'll pick a Valentine's movie for, for Valentine's <laughs> week. So, we're here today to actually do the remake of a film that we did a few years ago. Uh, so, we did the original My Bloody Valentine uh, about three years ago, I think it was. And today, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about My Bloody Valentine from 2009, uh, often referred to as My Bloody Valentine 3D. Uh, the fact that there's no My oh, Bloody Valentine... movie in 3D? <laughs> I didn't notice. You're being facetious. <laughs> the movie makes it very obvious it was intended to be watched in 3D. Um... <laughs> It is a little infuriating, though, that there's no My Bloody Valentine 2, because, you know, yeah. the, the, the gimmick in the 80s was that the third one would be 3D, and therefore you'd be, you know, Friday the 13th 2, Friday mm-hmm. the 13th 3D, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D. So, mm-hmm. it's a little infuriating that it just jumps to... Yeah. That's, you, so. you need to put in the work. It's like, this is like the DC universe of a slasher franchises. You know, they think <laughs> they can just skip ahead without putting the work in and mm-hmm. no nah. nah, can't, can't be having it uh so yeah it came out in 2009 uh stars jensen ackles notably we actually mm-hmm. just i mean it was months ago now for you getting this episode but in october we did the mm-hmm. remake of friday the 13th to wrap off that mm-hmm. franchise and it's kind of interesting that both the leads of supernatural were both in horror mm-hmm. movies around the same time yeah. uh 2009 2010 so and they're, uh, they're so recognizable that it does just kind of make it feel like you're watching a long episode of Supernatural. <laughs> in a weird way, and I don't think it helps. That this this one especially over Friday the 13th, a lot of the time does look kind of like a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit bright. It's a bit kind of lacking style. Um, But yeah, so basic premise is kind of there. Harry Warden is the, you know, the killer. Uh, the the miner, so you know, small mining town, Valentine's Day, uh, a massacre happened ten years ago, sort of in a prologue section of the film, but then of course killing start up again, um, and the film revolves around the new younger sheriff. Of course, the older sheriff in the prologue is played Hell by yeah. Tom Atkins, which is Hell yeah. <laughs> a delightful callback to horror history. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, and um, but so we have the new younger sheriff played by Kerr Smith. Jensen Ackles is kind of the 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 one who left town is a bit of a loner. And has come back to deal with some business. And then uh, Jamie King is kind of the love interest. And it is a bit of a love triangle, uh, which we'll get into properly in a bit. But uh, so, yeah, Kills are starting. It's around Valentine's Day. Uh, and there we go. So, as basic press, we'll start spoiler free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we get into spoilers. So, uh, well, actually, before I ask you if you liked it or not, uh, had you seen this before? Was this the first time watch? Oh, no, yeah. I, I saw it before. I could be wrong, but I do think. I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters. I think, um, 
forget if I went with a friend or maybe my brother around that time, but I do think I, I went with someone like, hmm. hey, we got nothing to do. Let's check out this dumb horror movie in 3D. So, um, yeah, I uh, yeah. I seen it in theaters. I, I saw it, but I saw it soon after, you know, whenever it hit home video. So I, I never saw it in 3D. I, I think what's weird about this is, and this is probably because it was made quickly because it's a horror movie mm-hmm. and horror movies can be turned out a little bit quicker. But I do think it's funny that it actually beat Avatar to like being released, and it's using the same 3D, you know, glasses and technology to to do its tricks. And <laughs> it's just kind of funny that it swooped in there for, and it wasn't the only one. There was a couple that sort of get in there a little bit quicker, even though Avatar was kind of the one that was spearheading the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. So what did you what did you think of uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D then? Uh, I, I'm not crazy about it. I, I don't think it's a good movie. Um, but. I mean, at, at the same time, I don't think I'm going to be, like, super negative. Uh, like, because I do think in a cheesy way, there is some fun to be had. Uh, I, I think the best thing it has going for it is that, um, hey, like, there are a lot of kills. And, I mean, they're not, like, the greatest kills. Like, a lot of them are kind of repetitive. and uh, But, you know, there's, like, some, uh, like, decent cheesy, you, you know, kind of deaths and stuff, uh, which... I think is about the most you can kind of hope for uh, with this kind of like early 2000s uh, remake. But man, is this movie like way too long? Like it like if they just made it 90 minutes and got rid of some of the dumb character drama and just, you know, really just went more for the cheesiness. I think it could have been a lot more fun than it is. But I mean, as it is, I think it's just kind of a dumb, harmless, you know, holiday slasher. Uh, not great, but also, honestly, I don't like hate it. <laughs> yes, I, I too uh, think that this early two thousand slasher that was released in two thousand nine uh, is, <laughs> <laughs> is... <laughs> it's it's still part of that early two thousands decade. <laughs> oh, that's right. so you're so you're just saying early two thousands as in the century, not not right that decade. Okay, all right, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, we're still in the early two thousands then, but that logic. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have to get into the 2030s before we can kind of say we're into kind of the mid... Even then, it's a bit pushing it a bit. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> you have to get to the 2040s. Then you're in the mid-2000s as far as the century goes. Anyway, uh, mm. I kind of agree. Uh, there's, there's, It's kind of frustrating because I do feel like at times when there's this, the kill scenes are happening and there are these over-the-top, you know, 3D things are poking at the camera and stuff like that. And there's just kind of some of stuff. There's a, I'll get into the scene properly in spoilers, but there, there's a scene with, like, a very extenuous, like, full frontal nudity that goes on <laughs> yeah. for a while. And yeah. it, it sort of, like, at first I was like, ah, oh, this feels a bit over the top. You didn't really need mm-hmm. this. But then it kept going to the point where by the time the killings and stuff and whatever happened in the scene went on, I was like, you know what, this has mm, went so far. <laughs> no. This has went so far with the absurdity <laughs> of this that it feels like it's actually going into like proper sleazy, cheesy 80s horror. And exactly. I, yeah. I, and I don't know why that makes it better to me because it's still <laughs> arguably just as sleazy and right. or, you know, like gratuitous. But for some reason, it, there's a part of my brain that once you cross a line into, okay, now you're just a parody of yourself, that it kind of like it, makes me smile a little bit. Yeah, like, it, it kind of feels like it knows what it is. Like, it's embracing the fact, like, hey, guys, you know, we're a, a dumb, stupid horror movie. Let's just go for it. You know, as opposed to, you know, trying to be, like, overly dramatic and well, deep this, or this something, is you the, know? <laughs> this is the problem, Tim, is that there's only certain scenes that feel like right, that. Right, right. Uh, there's far too much of this movie that does try to take itself seriously. 
And unfortunately, the biggest problem with this film is that the entire crux that this movie wants to rest on is the love triangle, and more mm. importantly, which one of the two men in the love triangle could be the killer. Now, mm-hmm. as much as I said Harry Warden is the killer again, and that's somewhat true, uh, and there's a lot of speculation, is Harry Warden back, even though everyone thinks he was killed in the previous massacre uh, 10 years ago? Most of this movie is obsessed with, okay, who's the killer, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> and it really focuses on this, and it's all about these two men who, you know, you know, Jensen Ackles dated her back in the college years. And I was actually thinking, because I'd forgotten that it was a 10-year time jump, and when the, when the movie started, and they were all like hanging out and partying at the main, <laughs> I was like, these all look too old to be doing this. This doesn't feel like yeah. they're the right age. <laughs> Even yeah. by movie standards, it feels like they're all too old. And, you know, Jensen Ackles, I, I think by the time this came out, was probably, like, 30, in his early 30s. Sounds um, about right, yeah. But then it t- jumped 10 years. Oh, that's why, because they were, they were cast for this age, not the, the, the yeah. flashback. They just had to kind of pretend they were younger. Uh, yeah. sh- shaved the beards a bit and, yeah, whatever. Uh yeah. No, I, I think that's a good point. Like it's, uh, and I feel like if if it's a like cheesy slasher, like I really don't care about the mystery of who the killer is. Like just make him like a Jason Voorhees figure, where he's this kind of larger than life legend, you know, that's this like mass killer, uh, and just have fun with it. And then yeah, the whenever they get like yeah to you know, bogged down with, you know, oh, it could be this person or this person, or, oh, no, now I'm afraid I'm going to run away from this person, but then am I really running into the killer? It's like, uh, I don't, I don't care about this. And then, yeah, what the, you know, what the ending ends up revealing, as it's just, it's so eye-rolly, like, give me a break, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I can get on board with, like, who's the killer angle, if, if that's the route you want to take, but you can still do it cheesily. You can still have fun with mm. the, the, you know the sure. mystery and like the, the speculation and you can almost like have the like goofy moments where it feels really obvious that someone's the killer but they aren't or you could do things like that whereas the movie here is like there's so much like of the either man talking to the the female lead and being like ah oh, you have to trust me you trust me right you trust me what's going yeah. on um it's, it's like the, you know they saw like one of the couple of scenes in stream where like mm-hmm. Sydney's suspecting Billy and he's trying to convince her that he's not a killer and they just mm-hmm. wanted to try and recreate that as much as humanly possible uh, <laughs> especially in the back half of the movie and it, it, it bogs it down and it, but the funny mm-hmm. thing is as you said get it down in 80 minutes and I agree it's too long I, it does need to be shortened but what's funny is that it's not actually that much more than 90 minutes it's, you know, it's, it's 10 more minutes but I think feels long. <laughs> it feels longer. See if you just cut like twenty minutes out of this in mm. uh, all the drama stuff. Cut, you know, cut out. Uh, oh, if you can get it down to a sweet eighty-five, oh baby. Mm. <laughs> I mean, ninety minutes is what we usually say, but a lot of times for a movie like this, it's like, oh, give me that eighty-five. <laughs> I'll even take eighty. You know, you, you know, yeah. If you want to be brisk, be brisk. It's just, you know, that's that's totally fine. If I if I was like gonna tweet this, I would have I'd do one of those tweets where there's like the clap hands in between every word, and I would say normalize eighty minute horror movies. Yeah, it's it's this thing where some of the killings. And I feel like even what we're praising it for when we say that the killings feel kind of mm-hmm. cheesy and fun, I almost feel like that wasn't a creative choice so much as it was <laughs> because of the three D gimmick, and they wanted to yeah. have things popping at the screen. It almost just kind of like 
by default made them cheesy because inherently <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know stuff flying towards the camera like you know things that are stabbed out of people's chests, like sort of lingering in front of the camera and things like that like all that stuff inherently just feels kind of goofy especially yeah. since a lot of the kills that are should be good because of mm-hmm. the actual gory thing that's happening are kind of ruined because the because they need to fly towards the camera it has to be cg mm-hmm. and the cg yeah. really ruins a few of the, the gory moments in yeah. this so which is a shame because you kind of you know expect something better from you know the person that wrote jason x you know <laughs> that is that's is correct todd farmer uh <laughs> is one of the writers of uh this movie that jason x yeah. that's, that's very true uh, but J- Jason X did know what it was, though. It had a better yeah, tone. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you yeah. know, for, for, I mean, it's not a great movie, you know, in a traditional sense, but mm-hmm. it does know what it is and just goes yeah, with it. it. It succeeds for being, like, a very, you know, extremely, like, tongue-in-cheek, cheesy genre movie. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of bad to it, but, you know, you kind of appreciate it on that level. Uh, what's interesting is that... Uh, and I wonder if he knew this when he wrote this script, but he's actually the guy uh, having sex with the full frontal woman uh, in the movie. <laughs> really, I did not know that. Yeah, he's got he's got a cameo in uh, Jason X as well. He's he's like the so head he's... he's like the head security, not a head security. He's he's the guy who's like playing the the, the, the VR like thing in Jason X. Okay, uh, so he's yeah. like a big dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> I wouldn't ex- usually I think you know most writers are like these dweeby little oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> like uh Dobby house elf I, just, I, people. I, I didn't realize <laughs> it when I was watching it but it's just kind of funny that you've pointed out that he's the writer that oh mm-hmm. the, the one really gratuitous sex scene in the movie has the writer been the one in the <laughs> sex scene I don't know that's just really that's funny a good point, yeah <laughs> um now admittedly there's a good chance that he didn't necessarily write that for himself so yeah. that was just like hey have a cameo and that said though even if you got to pick his cameo then it's still a bit weird but Sorry, <laughs> we have two funny. roles that haven't been cast yet we got the uh sex trucker or you know background cop number three like uh let me think about it <laughs> yeah i'll take i'll take sex trucker yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that one sounds good that one sounds good um yeah, uh, I think this is funny. Despite the fact that we're saying the movie's a bit too long, and we're saying mm-hmm. that we should trim this and trim that, that's so the following complaint I'm about to have might shock you. Oh my god, here it comes. <laughs> but I actually think the pacing of a lot of the kills is too quick. Like there's there's a lot of kills where it'll cut away mm-hmm. to another scene, like uh, like very suddenly, and I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. That, that felt abrupt. Like they let it linger for like three or four seconds here. Like, this is this yeah. is weird. Or the one that stuck out to me, the, the first sort of trouble in the scene I had with the editing was at the start of the movie, like, the very first, like, proper kill in the prologue scene, mm. the way the killer just kind of shows up and kills someone, it feels so abrupt and quick, it doesn't feel like there's enough build-up, and I guess That's it kind of, it suffers from that kind of, like, prologue problem where you want to, like, have a prologue if you're going to have this time jump and the main story set later or whatever, you know, lots of movies do that, mm. but... It almost betrays the logic of the movie when the killer is able to kill so many people so quickly and there's very little build-up to anything and then the rest of the movie is very slow and methodical. I mean, well, mm. maybe not, I mean, in this movie, he's not slow and methodical compared to others. Like, he's no Michael Myers or anything like that, but 
but you know comparatively to the opening where he's like literally killed like dozens of people <laughs> in, in this, the frame of like five minutes yeah, uh, that body count is pretty wild <laughs> it, it just it feels a little bit disingenuous pacing wise to the rest of the movie um so I, I yeah honestly but there's some things that i kind we kind of like about it and mm-hmm. whether that's intentional or not is is, is you know open for debate but everything else not so much yeah the cat you know aside from the, the stupid love triangle character drama none of the characters mm. are that likable like jensen ackles I mean, is like a the asshole who just like hates the town and doesn't want to be here anymore and Kerr smith the uh, sheriff is cheating on his wife and he's just kind of like miserable all the time and then yeah. the wife character is kind of a blank slate it's just yeah there's unfortunately there really isn't like much there like yeah i I guess she's the character you like most want to kind of root for or whatever but yeah they really don't give her much to do like it doesn't really feel like she has like a ton of agency because you know so Mm -hmm. much of her Mm -hmm. story is basically just about these two guys (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) it never really feels like she breaks out and you know is i don't know like doing stuff for herself or whatever she's so entwined with yeah, and because know. the movie wants us to believe that either one of them could be the killer, it kind of has this thing where it can't really treat either one like the full-on main character. So yeah, I think you end up feeling kind of stuck in the middle and not really ever feeling like you've got a proper protagonist, which, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's fun seeing Tom Atkins when he's on screen, but... It, I do love him. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of it. Like, I guess yeah. that's the thing. There's, there's a scene where Tom Atkins used to be the sheriff, right? And we see him sort of as a retired, you know, cop. And the present, and he's, he's he's got like a guard with him. He's got like a a, a young policewoman who's kind of there, and they hear a noise in the house, and she's going in, and she's like, "Hey, do you want to take point?" Is because she's scared, and he's like, uh, "I'm retired. You uh, you go." And it's this like funny little joke, and I'm like, because the, let's be honest, the movie is mostly devoid of humor, and this is kind of going back to the tone problem of like it is taking yeah. itself very seriously most of the time. It's just the kills are kind of wacky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like when you have like a a movie where you know a serial killer is sending people valentines with like human hearts in them mm-hmm. like you know i i guess there's a way you can play that seriously but i mean it feels like you want to embrace the cheese you you want to go like yeah just kind of full genre like yeah cheesiness over the top and yeah, yeah i think i would make it much more like enjoyable more memorable yeah yeah and honestly the valentine's theme doesn't really feel like it i mean I no, love that. Not... <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of hearts sent in like you know like heart-shaped mm-hmm. chocolate boxes other than that there's like no real mention of the, the fact that it's valentine's day no one cares I mean, when you think of valentine's day you don't think of a a minor <laughs> in a, in a gas mask and an axe with an axe pick <laughs> i mean to be fair even the original movie kind of has that problem where the, you know, the killer's yeah. a minor uh, it's like what does this have to do with valentine's day this is weird <laughs> Uh, but then again what does a hockey mask have to do with friday the 13th nothing really True. but that's yeah. you know that, you know there what does william shatner have to do with halloween everything <laughs> uh i suppose any mask works on halloween because it's halloween you wear a mask yeah it's this yeah. theme just because you're wearing a mask so that's fair actually yeah i actually do like the look of the killer like i think you know the uh you know the idea of like you know the mask and the the pickaxe like it's like oh hey, this is kind of like unique like i can't really think of you know, many other slashers that 
like a like a good like you know mask and costume for my slasher and a, a nice signature weapon so i do like that it has you know that going for it um it's it's again though like you just kind of want to focus on that more and make it more of this kind of mythic figure and again instead of yeah doing all the stuff they do with it yeah um, but yeah, yeah i mean like play that up like play up the how the the uh valentine's day angle like yeah like make it really cheesy like you know people planning valentine's dances and um you know going on dates and stuff like yeah while they're getting killed or whatever like and that stuff could make it a lot more fun uh, i feel like yeah um what's interesting is that the director of this movie also directed something that we've watched very recently at the time of recording interesting okay uh, I'll give you a hint. It. We watched it mm. last night. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dracula 2000? Patrick Lassier, who directed this, also directed Dracula 2000. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I would have expected more uh, <laughs> from him. <laughs> yeah. Dracula 2000. Now, there's a movie that knows what it wants to be. <laughs> uh, no, it does not. Um... <laughs> he he did Dracula 2 and Dracula 3 as well, so he did the whole trilogy. He then went on to do White Noise, The Light, which is the sequel to White Noise, of course. And then he did My Bloody Valentine. Did not know there was a sequel. <laughs> yeah. He did Drive Angry, which may be his biggest claim to fame. Uh, and, you know, that's a movie that, like, should be amazing. amazing. Yes. Yeah, and it's not. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but yeah. He did an episode of Into the Dark, an episode of Scream the TV series, um and most recently he did a film called trick which i don't believe we did i think that was the one about the uh the it's like the cop and halloween and the, the killer's back where's, where's the trailer for it i don't think we ever watched yes. the movie though yes did i end up watching it that's mm. a good sign <laughs> i don't remember that's a good uh, sign no I, I i definitely yeah do remember that trailer though um i, I am intrigued by that though hmm you know, it's it is what it is. I what is a great career if not a flawed career? But it's all flaws. There's nothing good. <laughs> I mean, this this is definitely better than Dracula two thousand. I'll give it that. Yeah. Unless you disagree with that statement. <laughs> uh, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to watch them back to back. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I watched Dracula 2000 on the stream, and then I watched this movie like within a few hours after. I I, I saw them cl very close together. I mean, if this like had a like flashback to ancient Roman Roman times, where you found out that Harry Warden was really uh, Cupid or something, th then it might be about on par oh my god um i suppose we're a bit ready to die <laughs> i was going to say quite spoilers but <laughs> oh, okay i mean sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um all right so yes uh i'll take this time to thank our patreon producers for the month uh, at the time of recording of course because we're recording this quite a bit in advance so thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bornow, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. 
They are Patreon producers at the time of recording me, and they are $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV. You can support us as well over there for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble. You get access to the back catalogue of all the bonus episodes, which are on pause just now. Uh, well, Tim's on paternity leave. He'll be back sometime in the mid to late spring kind of area. Uh, so look forward to that. But you can also still get early access to the $5 tier to all the episodes going up uh, by a day every single week. Um, and uh, bonuses for other shows, so thank you very much and uh obviously you can also support us uh with no money simply by liking subscribing uh these things help it a lot with youtube and sharing us out to other people so thank you very much there you go so I, I, are you done with your stretching timmy you, you feeling good you feeling feel limber <laughs> you feel limber i'm, I'm glad uh if get you, that blood flowing if you if you're ready to commence into spoilers we shall do so so feel spoilers for my bloody valentine uh-huh. 2009 um yeah, the prologue scene is kind of... In- so, the backstory itself at the start of the movie is that... And it it's so obnoxiously 3D with these newspaper <laughs> things where all, all the text is yeah. flying at you and so on. But... Another Je- text. Yeah, so Jensen Ackles made a mistake that led to a, a cave-in in the, in the main shafts. And, you know, a bunch of men were trapped. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time they found him, like six days later, whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, Harry Warden was the only one who survived. And we later mm-hmm. find out in the film that he actually killed everyone else to conserve oxygen, which, is, to be fair, <laughs> scientifically sound. Um, yep. <laughs> he's a good man. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry Warden is a good man. <laughs> <laughs> but he ends, up a, he ends up in a coma and he wakes up uh, I think it's a year later uh, mm-hmm. and on Valentine's Day he actually just like, gets up out of his bed he kills a nurse he goes mm-hmm. to the main shafts do and, you notice uh, oh. there's a nice little easter egg where uh, the uh, person next to him in the coma ward was uh, Patrick <laughs> oh I did not notice that Yes, and I've seen Patrick. I just made it up. Yes. But... Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> but that would be cool <laughs> if, like, he wakes up and he just looks over and, like, Patrick's there. And yes. Uh, maybe uh, Patrick tries to stop him. And, if you're know. not familiar with the uh, the movie Patrick, it's an Australian horror film about a comatose patient who has psychic powers. Um, Hell yeah. Which we've never done on the show. I actually, I saw, I watched that on stream. It was, like, a random pick that was because mm. it was on Shudder one night, like, early yeah. on the year. And it had its moments. I wouldn't have said, said it I was like a, it. Yeah. You know, home run, but it had its moments. Uh, um, that's like if if I can ever star in a horror movie, like that's my dream. Just well, lay down. I think that was my main comment as I was watching it, is that the actor had the easiest paydays ever had because he literally just lies there and it just he has a sort of like sort of blank stare on his look where he's looking evil at people. But other than that, he's just lying down in the bed like for every scene he's in. And then, like, if I was him, like, I would just, yeah, for the rest of my days, I would just go to horror convention, set up a bed, and, like, people come pay, like, $5 to take a picture with me lying down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, kills a bunch of teenagers because they're all hanging out at the... the well, I guess they're not teenagers because he was working at the... Mm-hmm. So, I think they're college age. They're all hanging around uh, mm-hmm. drinking because reasons i guess um <laughs> what else do you do in a mining town this is this is actually oddly one of the few on the fact that there's a miner called harry warden who's a killer 
Um, this mm. is one of the few things that actually reminded me of the original. Because remember one of the key complaints I had in the original is it was kind of weird that all these people who were adults, they were all over 21. But for some reason, they were excited by the idea that because the mine was free, that they'd, ha- they'd have a place to like party and have drinks. Mm-hmm. And I, the complaint when we reviewed it was that they're adults, they can literally go and have a party anywhere, <laughs> anytime they want. It's kind of, it's not an issue. Um, so I guess this is what the opening is. It's a, it's a yeah. homage to like all these college-age kids who can mm-hmm. just go and have a party properly because a bunch of them are only 20 or 19 or whatever. So they're all drinking yeah. at the mine. Yeah, I tell you, the mine drinking is just, there's just something about it that's so much better than regular drinking. Oh, sure. yeah, it's all that, all that dirt and filth yeah. and... <laughs> yes just this is the atmosphere <laughs> the ambience mm. sure. <laughs> uh so there's a bit of a chase you know a bunch of characters get killed but not our main group of course and jensen ackles is the mm. left behind and he's almost killed and just as he's about to be uh, murdered he did, uh the, uh, the killer you... gets shot yeah, i'll it's a Facebook sentence now, Tim. Feel free. <laughs> Did you notice that? I, I don't know how many pick pickaxes he has, but you know, there's mm. a you know very big scene where he throws his pickaxe and you know it's flying through the air and it hits the uh, you know the the windshield of the truck or whatever that the kids are, are trying to drive away in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they cut to him and he just he still has a pickaxe in his hand. So I don't know, like, does he just have multiple pickaxes or is it just like? A bunch lying around in the mine. They just picked one up as soon as he threw the other one. Or I, yeah, what was the deal with that? Explain I, that. I, I guess he just yeah, it was just main the pickaxes everywhere in the mine. This is my guess. Okay. I I have a geography problem later on in the movie, <laughs> which we'll, we'll get to. Um, actually, oh, you what, think you're gonna you think you're gonna school me on Pennsylvania geography? <laughs> um, not that kind of geography. More more okay. small scale than that. <laughs> but, okay. So that's we, we we didn't mention that but this uh takes place in pennsylvania which is yeah very near and dear <laughs> to my heart <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> is this because you were born in pennsylvania tim yes of course <laughs> it's my uh my legacy mm-hmm. well, or I, I should say i'm <laughs> pennsylvania's legacy yes yes of course yes um now, one of the things I mentioned, though, spoiler-free, was that when the killer shows up for the first time in the prologue, it kind of, there's, like, a little bit of a debate before they go in, because, like, Jensen Ackles feels weird about getting out of the main because of the cave-in, mm-hmm. and the, the girls try to talk to him about it. Uh, which, by the way, uh, the, the, lead, the female lead's name, I don't, did you catch the name of the character and think it was odd? Uh... I don't... If I did, I don't remember. What is it? Hit me with it. Her name is Sarah Palmer. Oh yes, yes. No, I, I did, I did think that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- they mentioned that, and I was like, "Wait a tick." <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're thinking that sounds familiar, um, you probably have watched Twin Peaks because mm. the character who, of course, was murdered in Twin Peaks is Laura Palmer, and her mother is Sarah Palmer. So mm. I don't know if this is, a, this is an intentional reference or if it's just like a weird coincidence. It's, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like an super uncommon name but it does feel like very specific especially if you're doing like a horror genre kind of thing mm. that yeah i imagine it's got to be like a reference uh, yeah maybe maybe but as soon as like uh you know sarah there goes in to the main though mm. and she's trying to catch up to the other couple um 
basically you know she gets scared by some douchebag who's like yeah she actually got scared thinking i had a pickaxe uh. um and then immediately he gets pickaxed and the, the like the chin you know the pickaxe goes up through the bottom mm. of the, the skull and or or something to that effect and it's like i actually i think that's a later kill but regardless the pickaxe just sort of like strikes him and then it it feels like at least like i don't know 60 percent of the kills are just like pickaxes through the eye that's that's true I, I, top of the head bottom of the head or through the eye yeah. yes just various <laughs> angles on the head um but i just i felt like this was so sudden there's like oh there's very little build up or like creepiness mm. or uh anything. just like, all of a sudden did oh, you okay. go <gasps> kill no i did not <laughs> you're like oh, so sudden <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, to get your fan out, you're like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess would be the the quick answer to that. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> God damn it, Tim! I'm trying trying to think about what I'm trying to go on to next, and you throw me off the game. Oh, sorry, oh, I don't talk anymore. <laughs> no, that's, that's a bad plan. Uh, but so anyway, yeah, Jesse Ackles is left behind. He's almost killed. Uh, Tom Atkins shoots Harry Warden, and it's sort of ambiguous because Harry Warden is shot, but he sort of stumbles off into the main. So it's like, oh, did he die? Did he not? Like, no one's really sure. Everyone thinks he did, but well, I mean, no, because he's in a coma for a year. No, he was in a coma before this. Oh, oh, at the beginning, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> he woke up for the coma to come and do this, yeah. and then. Yeah, now, uh, wait, quick question. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the in the original movie, because it's been a while since we did, so I don't remember it very clearly, but, like, was was there this stuff about, like, a coma and... Uh, no, was, I don't think everything. it was a... No, nah, I know coma. Because I, I was trying to think, like, this whole prologue scene, is this kind of, like, you know, like a little mini remake of the first movie? Like, can you look at it that way? I, yeah, I guess kind of. I, I suppose me saying it's kind of a reference to because that because yeah, that whole them wanting to have a party at the main was kind of the third act, I suppose. So, I guess you could say that yeah, the, the opening ten minutes is kind of a semi the the remake part, and then yeah. the, the skip I, ahead I ten like... years is like oh no, now it's kind of a sequel thing. Like that's yeah, like that's kind of what I was thinking is like oh, is this truly a remake? Or you probably could look at it as a I don't, know, I don't know, maybe reboot would be better or like, you know, later day sequel or whatever. I mean, it's, you can't call it a direct sequel because obviously they had to mm. establish the timeline because True, obviously, yeah. you know, these characters are all far too young to have been doing what they were doing in 1982 mm. or whatever it was. Um, but I, I guess requel might be, <laughs> might be a good, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good term for it. Yeah. Um, why don't we skip ahead to the present day though? And... <laughs> okay. it, you know, the the, sh- the sheriff's like you know having an affair. Uh, Sarah Palmer's just kind of existing. Uh, yeah. Jensen Ackles <laughs> is getting to fights in bars with the the people from the town because they're all upset that he's selling the mine because his his dad owned the mine and now he owns it and he's selling it for profit. Mm-hmm. He has no interest in owning a mining like operation. He's like he, he, yeah. he wants gone. He wants gone. Um, so that's where all the tension comes from. And honestly, I'd say the first half of the movie is probably the better half because it doesn't get too bogged down in the, the who's the killer quite yet. It just kind of has a lot of random yeah. kill scenes. And that's kind and, of where it's at its best. So 
And one thing I will kind of give it, uh, another thing like I'll give it credit for is I do like that there's a lot of like kills at different locations. Like, mm. you know, it, it would be boring if it's just constantly, you know, him walking around the mines and people going into the mines. But like, yeah, you have stuff at the motel. You have stuff at like, um, you know, like the grocery store and, uh, you know, like stuff at like people's houses. Like it's like, yeah, there's a nice little variety there. Yeah, I mean, obviously the motel section is kind of the, the first big yeah. proper set piece of the of the movie. Uh, you have a little person who is like the, the runner of a motel. Uh, so you're kind of like, okay, well, we're going to have a, a little person kill then. Like, you don't put them in the movie unless you're going to do that in this case. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, Jensen Ackles walks past the motel room and he hears loud sex and it cuts inside and it's just... It says, loud sex. <laughs> it's just, you know, proper full frontal. And it's actually uh, the sheriff's girl... No, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the sheriff's girlfriend from when he was, you know, in the college-age part of the movie. Um, And it was this thing where at first I was kind of like, you know, we heard the... I mean, obviously we had to see it was this character, but by the time we got into the room, she could have just had a top on like or... Uh, oh, yeah. Or even some underwear. <laughs> like, it didn't need full frontal. It felt like over the top to have full frontal. Uh, but like I said, it goes on so long to the point where when she chases the trucker out into the street butt-ass naked, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is so absurdly silly at this point that mm. like it kind of overcomes it and starts being funny that it's just she's just naked mm. the whole time. Um, yeah. Because she, you know, she catches him like filming uh, their sex <laughs> and... He's like, oh, it's just for me, babe. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, and she gets really mad and pulls out a gun and goes storming after him. And it's the whole thing. It obviously, it ends with the kill where, you know, he gets a uh, pickaxe through the chin and then she gets chased back into the hotel room. Uh, notably, no one else at the hotel hears any, mm-hmm. you know, kerfuffle or screams or anything. Or Actually, did the owner of the motel get killed first? Is the... I, I figured the little person is the uh are they the owner or at least works at the hotel oh, or yeah, something? That's, that's that's what I mean. Was she killed first or was she oh, killed after? I, I I think she's after after, okay. Well now I'm second guessing myself, but I, I thought she was, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um because this was the, again, I was talking about how it cuts away from the kills too quick, because you know, there's a whole scene mm-hmm. where he, he comes into the uh the, the motel room and she's under the bed. And oh uh, no, he kills the hotel manager in the room at the same time because because she's well, under, she's under yeah yeah because because yeah, yeah. the as well as the, the naked lady's under the bed that he, he kills her, mm-hmm. uh, but he finds her and she ends up we get this kind of like little set piece moment where she's she's holding the bed frame up against the wall mm-hmm. and she's sort of hiding behind like a cage, and he ends Which up I, like, I think that is kind of cool <laughs> yeah it's just a fun little idea, mm-hmm. and the, he just he just stabs with the pickaxe through the the bed frame, but it was it's just one of these moments mm-hmm. where. It just cuts away to the next scene so quickly mm-hmm. at the, the point. Because, you know, she's sort of struggling and he just sort of swings. And we don't see the impact of this one. We don't see the penetration. We, we just see a splatter of blood. But it, it cuts away so quick from the splatter of blood that it just mm-hmm. it feels really abrupt how much... You know, we're just already in a scene in the daytime in a different location. Mm-hmm. And it just... There's something about the pacing of the edits that just feels a bit off when it comes to these scenes mm-hmm. uh, that was really distracting me. Um, but... Oh no! Oh no! The kill scenes are definitely the best part because they're over the top and silly, and yeah. you know, I, I mean, one of the kills we didn't mention in the the prologue is someone gets a shovel through the mouth. Yes, and then <laughs> the the top of the head just starts sliding down the shovel. 
it's the the cgi looks horrendous on it but yeah. <laughs> you, you, you kind of give it a little bit of a pass because it is so like over the top yeah that, that one's like yeah i mean you could do it without cg you could get a nice prosthetic <laughs> that would do it but um <clears throat> clearly this movie was not interested in doing a lot of practical effects uh yeah outside of some basic stuff so you know, it is what it is. It's, it's kind of like, this, this was kind of the period where there was a bit too much CG in these types of movies, and then it kind of mm-hmm. dialed back. As, as there was a, uh, maybe backlash isn't the, isn't the right term, but mm-hmm. kind of the consensus was very much, oh no, this little phase we're in here of doing all these kills with CG is kind of shit. Can we go back? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I, I think what we've kind of, you know, settled on is a, a nice, like, merging of the two where, it, you know, you want some practical, but you can enhance it with CGI. Uh, I, I think, you know, once kind of CGI became a more, you know, like, cheaper and widespread option, like, the idea was to just kind of, like, solely go through, like, all right, everything's going to be CGI then, and it's like, yeah, you don't want that, but also you don't want to, like, get rid of it completely. Like, yeah, it is best when it's kind of used in conjunction with no practical effects yeah no, absolutely it's 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 just a tough sell it's, it's one of these things where when the best part of the movie is the kill scenes and even they have this kind of asterisk it's, it, it does kind of paint the movie as a whole as kind of this because because as i was watching it in the first half i was kind of thinking you know this is quite as bad as i remembered some of these kills are fun enough to yeah. a little bit too cg heavy but as the movie goes on and we get to the point where Kirsten was like, oh, you better not trust that, that you know, I think it's Tom's mm-hmm. the name. I better not trust that Jensen Ackles. Like, you know, he's he's, he's bad news. Um, and then eventually Jensen was like, oh, your husband's bad news. You know, <laughs> Sheriff's dodgy. He, he's trying to, you know, frame me to make it look like I'm the killer because he wants you. Um, and, you know, Surely there can't be two bad men. Yeah. <laughs> That seems far-fetched, Tim. In the history, in the history of the human planet, the idea of two men. Are you telling me that two straight white men could be bad? I don't know. I don't know about that. That's just that's too much. Too, too much power. Yeah. I, I just don't think it could, I just don't think that could happen. True. Uh, no, I... This stuff is, is the really tedious part, and there's a lot of yelling at each yeah. other. There's a lot of, like, you know, they bring him in for question at one point, and because cause they see him like, in, in the videotape that the guy was recording of the sex scene, uh, mm. they, they can see Jensen Ackles walking past in the background at the window. <laughs> uh, and I guess I'll... Actually, just since we're on this, the, Joe, Joe is so weird about this era, uh, and I'm talking about... Mm-hmm. This isn't an all-one era, but uh, from about 2000 to about 2012, mm. there's a lot of like turnover in technology. And what I mean by that is, is I'm watching this movie and I'm looking at their computer screens and I'm mm. seeing, oh, they've switched to flat screens, but they're all four by three. And it's kind of this really narrow window in time when that was a thing where, and it's not that there's not four by three flat screens now, but I, I'm talking, specific, you know, not just that, but the how chunky mm. they are, the, 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 they look like early flat screens that kind of before they became really like normal and everyone had one. Um because at the same time there's like a CRT TV and like another scene mm. and it's at that time where there is kind of a mix of those things and there is like a turnover and I was like this is such a weird narrow part of technology <laughs> history because by the time you see just a couple of years later everyone has smartphones mm. and everyone's yeah. got flat screens and everyone's moved on and just a few years before this like 
you know, you had flip phones were the, the you know, the furthest technical advancement. Uh, CRTs were still everywhere and prevalent. I don't know. This isn't really about the movie itself. It's just this weird thing watching. It's like a time capsule, this really specific slice of time where things were transitioning. And I don't know. It's just this weird to me. Because once you get pa- pa- you know, pre 2000s, again, things are pretty much the same. You know, everyone's using VHS and everyone's using CRTs. And, you know, it's, it's kind of consistent for a good couple of decades going back the way. Sure. No, yeah, I get you. It's interesting. Like, yeah, seeing a lot of this stuff that's like, oh, yeah, we don't use that anymore but i totally remember yeah growing up when you know those were a, a big thing so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like watching the first iron man and hear tony stark cracking a joke <laughs> about myspace in the first scene it's like <laughs> whoa mcu's been around for a while now because <laughs> that is a relic of a, a reference you know times change i guess uh so are we going to talk about where this movie goes uh, maybe we should talk about the 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 uh maybe the you may call it scene the 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 grocery store scene sure. uh where you know the killer shows up and it's it's you know the the wife sarah palmer and the mistress who works for her you know the younger mistress mm-hmm. uh who you know have to run they have to hide and uh the killer's chasing them and breaking down the door uh, you know she get you know, the younger one gets nabbed through the window and all the rest of it but it does the, the, notably though the reason why i'm bringing this up is that it does the exact thing from scream where when Sarah goes to the front door to escape, immediately, you know, her husband, Kerr Smith, shows up. And it's, it's, it's exactly like Billy showing up after Sydney was attacked and screamed. It definitely feels like it's taking <laughs> some of these beats uh, directly yeah. from that movie. Um, and, you, know, you feel like by 2009, the, the copying of Scream should have died down a little bit. But I, I guess <laughs> we, we weren't quite over it yet. Not quite. It, it, was, uh, it was due for a comeback. Yeah, uh, there's, there's some other, there's some other random kills. You know, I think it was like a, a nanny character because they've got a kid uh, mm-hmm. who we barely see. The kid's in like two scenes, but there's a nanny yeah. character who gets killed at one point. Um, that so mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of little kill scenes like that that are just kind of there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit the like this whole kind of middle chunk is like very forgettable. Mm-hmm. Like, not even saying like you know that the not like the the kills are like necessarily bad or anything, but it's just like the yeah you know, the beginning is very memorable and the, the ending is very memorable. But yeah, just a lot of this stuff is just kind of I don't know, just kind of washes over you. I feel like yeah, it's and I think I think one of the problems is the slasher movies are okay at doing this, but. It really does feel like the movie goes through a period where almost every character who is killed is like a very minor character, and sure. none of them, like some of them, are just introduced in the scenes they're killed off, and the ones that aren't, they don't feel like super developed. I mean, I mean, we we complain that the main characters in this aren't that developed. Yeah. They you know, they don't really have a lot of personality, uh, and I think one of the things that cheesier eighty slasher movies often are quite good at mm-hmm. is very quickly at least giving you some kind of like, you know even if it's a caricature like making someone memorable enough that when they get killed later on it's like oh hey that character that we've had the whole movie's been killed whereas you know when when tom atkins eventually goes he's only had a couple of scenes before he dies it's not yeah well like i mean you know when we're talking about the you know the motel scene it's you know like everyone stands out in that scene and it's like even though they're not super developed characters like it's you know you can say 
uh the sex trucker the full uh -huh. frontal lady you know the um you know little manager owner you know little person or whatever like that's all like very you know like very memorable like uh you know, and, and I feel like since, you know, I don't know, the characters are more distinct and not just kind of boring, generic blank slates of people that, you know, they, it helps them, like, at least be more memorable, even if, yeah, you don't get a lot of time with the characters or anything. Because, yeah, everyone else in the movie is just kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it's tough, because they're so, they're so bland and forgettable, like... Can you t tell me anything about like because because uh, uh, John Locke's dad from Lost is in this movie? And he, oh, that's where he's from. Yeah. I was trying to think of where I remember. Okay, that yeah. Makes sense. And he, so he's kind of there, and he's super forgettable. And mm. I, I love Tom Atkins, but he's still kind of forgettable. Like these yeah. characters don't really have much to do. He's not like a constant presence. Yeah. Um, at, at least like in the like he he feels like a, I don't know more stand out in the opening, and then. Yeah, like, by the time it kind of comes back, like, later on in the movie, it is very, like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was in this. Hmm. Yeah, very, very disappointing in that sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. characters are just too forgettable and bland. So, we, we should, uh, the, the big thing we need to talk about, though, is the, the twist and... The, yeah. Like... <laughs> so, there's a scene, like, a third then halfway through, where... Jensen Ackles goes to speak to the John Locke dad character who mm. who's in the main so he, he gets taken down into the main and the guy who sort of has to take him down is a guy who wanted to fight him at the bar like the night before so there's a bit of tension mm. and the whole point of this scene is to kind of throw us off the scent it is it is a very kind of cheap red herring i suppose if you want to call it that mm -hmm. and uh, the whole the whole point of this scene is that we see jensen ankles get locked in one of the cages that they've got down there and he watches his Harry Warden, whoever it may be, right? Whoever this figure in the, the Harry Warden costume is. I mean, I know who it is. You do? <laughs> or at least, I mean, I know what, who the movie thinks or wants it to be, who it is or hmm. who it tells us it is later. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, but, you know, it's, the Harry Warden kills the other guy. And when the the other you know crew guys show show up and they see a dead body and but they they all see Jensen Ackles locked in the cage, and we see him locked in the cage. In fact, there's a whole moment where the the killer comes up and looks at Jensen Ackles, and it's this sort of like you know moment. He's trying to do the Jim Lee Curtis Michael Myers look from Halloween H two O when they're looking through the little yeah, window right, at each yeah. other. Um, but later on, when it's revealed that Jensen Ackles was in a a mental hospital for years, mm. you know, in his absence. And that sort of brought up first, and even then, it's not supposed to be like, oh, that's the, the the proof. That's just like, oh, this is why, like, she might believe that he's dangerous, and ultimately, he might not be. Um, eventually, he kind of slips up, but because we get the movie is all building essentially to the standoff where she's got a gun, and both her husband Kerr Smith and Jensen Ackles are standing in front of her. And it's basically the, no, 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 it's not me, it's Hammond's the killer. No, it's not me, it's Hammond's the killer. <laughs> yeah. And eventually, Kerr Smith is like, okay, you know what, screw it, just shoot both of us. That way you'll definitely be safe, mm. right? It doesn't matter. Uh, which instantly kind of tells you that he's not the killer because he's, mm. you know, he sounds more noble, I suppose. But then Jensen Ackles mentions something from a crime scene that he shouldn't know about. It kind of gives up the jig that he's the killer. And we get this insane little flashback montage 
showing him kind of become like the new Harry Warden and the killer mm. and like finding the costume, killing various people. The idea is he's got kind of a split personality where he becomes a different character. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we see that the scene that we saw, because it had to explain it. If they hadn't explained yeah. how he was locked in that cage, <laughs> it'd have been so silly. But we see him go in the cage himself after he's killed the guy and sort mm-hmm. of like locking him in from the inside. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's the most it's, unsatisfying it, it, twist though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's cheap is what it is like because i mean if you want to make him the killer that's totally fine um but like you have to have like a a satisfying way of explaining it and it's you know essentially it's not like you know that it's not like they did something clever it's like oh no you literally like just tricked us like it's not like a big reveal like oh we never thought about it this way it's like oh no we just messed with you <laughs> yeah we just tricked yeah. you we actively did something that yeah. you know we we later said oh there's a psychological element to this film and up until the <laughs> last like you know this last like 15 minutes there is there is like almost no hints of any psychological right, yeah. stuff going on it's, it doesn't feel in tone or in theme with the movie at all um so yeah uh, Kerr Smith does get stabbed but he survives uh jensen ackles you know the, the there ends up in this over-the-top explosion in fact i will complain about as much as i i'll sort of forgive most of the cheesy like you know 3d stuff coming at the camera i do think that when she fires a bullet at him and it goes into like, ultra matrix <laughs> slow motion so we can follow the bullet coming towards the camera is a bit much right it's just you, yeah. you've crossed the line at, at, at that point uh, but he's buried under some rubble. Uh, but we see at the end that he kills one of the like the the, the workers who come in to rescue people, mm-hmm. and he actually escapes dressed in his clothes. So the end of the movie is kind of like, hey, we can have a sequel. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. Hey, Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Michael Myers is getting away in the uh, uh, you know ambulance. Uh, Oh, I see what you're uh, saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was H2O, but yeah, the, in Resurrection, H2O, they, they, yeah, they yeah. retconned it to say that, yeah, that, was, that wasn't that was him. Mm, uh, yes. Okay, fair. That was also <laughs> the end of Halloween 6, technically. Or at least... True. Mm. It's the end of the producer's cut of Halloween 6. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's an important distinction, because they're different. You know what I say? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Uh, this is a series I could see going into outer space. Like, you know, let's say you have, uh, you know, people would keep talking about like, oh, we just found water on the moon, and like, yeah, we're gonna p- take people on the moon. But like, all right, so you have a, a character who's a miner. Uh, you know, why not have like these characters mining, you know, the caves in space, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you you get a Harry Warden. He's still wearing his like you know gas mask and everything but he just has an astronaut suit over it <laughs> uh i don't know I, I think that would be cool i mean i'm not against that I, like, yeah. honestly despite the fact that i don't necessarily love the original that much it's very watchable mm. in any you know cheesy 80s way but it's not a gr- it's not the greatest of slasher movies by any means and mm. this one is not the worst thing to watch but has far too many problems to like be <laughs> considered good or or even on par with the original like, I'm not against more Harry Warden Valentine movies. Like, I'll, I, you know, there's potential to make a decent slasher movie out of a guy with a gas yeah. mask who kills on Valentine's Day. That's fine. No, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think, yeah, you just really got to embrace, um, 
you know the elements a bit more like you know play up the um uh valentine angle and yeah you know play up uh you know like the costume and stuff like yeah i think i think it could be cool yeah so i mentioned i might talk about geography a little bit here so okay. the, the standoff scene right where mm-hmm. they're sort of standing in a triangle she's eventually realized that it has to be jensen ackles who's the killer mm-hmm. and she just kind of like stares at him a little bit and then Kerr Smith tries to fight him, and I'm like, well, you had a clean shot, like, for a while there. Why didn't you take it? But the geography, geography problem I have is that when Jensen Ackles in this struggle eventually stabs Kerr Smith, mm-hmm. Kerr Smith, uh, they're right in front of her, right? They're, they're, like, maybe, like, three or four feet in front of her. Mm-hmm. And she tries to... She, so once Kerr Smith falls to the ground, she starts taking some shots. And when it cuts back to Jensen Ackles, he's, like, 20 feet away and she misses every single shot and it's like the most ridiculous like no he was right in front of you how did you miss any of these shots <laughs> but when it cuts back to uh them like Kersmith like falls basically into her arms kind of you know confirming the previous shots that they were right in front of her so i don't know mm-hmm. the geography of this like they were cheating to make it look like he was further away to sort of justify why she was missing mm-hmm. but it just felt like such movie bullshit 101 <laughs> so yeah take that for um, what you will yeah <laughs> I, I don't think i uh really noticed it but I, I mean i might have just been too uh done with the movie at, at that point but yeah, i don't know uh... <laughs> also the whole marriage thing with them and like setting up that he's mm-hmm. having an affair kind of like built to nothing like yeah be... i mean it, yeah. it's oh yeah i mean it's strange because it's like all right um are we supposed to like I don't know, feel like, you know, because by the end of the movie, it's like, all right, so he's not the bad guy, but I don't know, <laughs> he's still a jerk. Like, I don't know, are we supposed to root for him or like him now <laughs> at this well, point? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the assumption is when I mean, you see he's having an affair at the start, then maybe the arc of the movie is like him then having to, like, you know, like through wanting to save her, sort of proving that there is still love there, and then maybe they're going to, like, their marriage is going to be fixed through this trauma or something. I don't know, some bullshit like that, <laughs> right? Uh, but basically, yeah. you know, eventually she kind of just reveals that she basically knows he's having an affair and just kind of shrugs it off. And it's just kind of like, okay. I forgive you. <laughs> well, I was like, I forgive you. At the end of the movie, there's just kind of nothing. It's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That was the thing. Go drink at the mine. Let's <laughs> go drink at the mine. <laughs> oh, dear. I can't believe we're actually been doing this for an hour, this episode. Uh, I, I really I didn't it. think this was going to last this long um mm-hmm. the, the it's, it's it's extremely mediocre right that, that's ultimately yeah. what it boils down to it's extremely mediocre it has some fun kills that are a little ruined by cg but they're not bad overall um yeah it, it's a yeah it, it's not a hard watch like it's not you know it, it's not something that's like super boring even though yeah there are parts that slog a bit more but you know it, it, it's not horrible and it, it's not like 